right, calling the city council meeting to order. Uh, <laughs> Councilman Jesse, you were recognized first. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I understand we've had some pushback on the proposed naming of the Policy Advocacy Working Group, or POG for short. So we're going to be opening it up to uh, members of the public to potentially contribute their own suggestions for new names. Uh, I personally believe that we should call it the Community Unified uh, Mediators. I think that's a good one. I feel like that can address the issues we have. And do why are you laughing? <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Oh, okay. Yeah, you think it's so easy. Well, I'd love to hear an idea from you people. All right. Uh, uh, as as a current member of the board, my name is Chance, and uh, I second come. We have a we have a second for come. Uh, Damn uh, it, spokesperson <laughs> Dean. Uh, uh, I was uh, thinking that we could uh, maybe uh, refer to this this uh, coalition as the assessors of structural uh, structural services. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that All right. Rolls. It sounds like a well-rounded uh, community there. Okay. Very round. Very firm. And you know what? It feels like it's it's related to the policy advocacy working group. It feels like it's a part of the same same subsection. So I, yeah. I kind of like. Why yeah. are you laughing, <laughs> Councilwoman <laughs> Megan? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I, I second ass. Thank you. I, I do like What that is wrong? One. Excuse me. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I, I push forward a, a, a coalition to put ass and come together to make come ass uh, oh. an actual fully fledged group. I like. Do you know what that's called? What? That's called compromise. <laughs> that's compromise, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the Late Late Capitalism Show. Uh, we're going to swear this episode, uh, if you haven't noticed. We're doing this bit because that actually happened in our fine city of Kingston, Yeah, that Ontario. was a transcript we were they, from. They did name an advisory committee, the Policy Advocacy Working, Working Group, group and then POG. went, uh, oh no. <laughs> but then to go, oh no, they like released a whole news article yeah, about that it. And we're like, we're going to change the name from POG, which is now a bad internet word. And they wanted to specify that none of the city councilors are on this committee. It's a citizens committee. <laughs> and they go, sometimes you do things and later the meaning changes. It's not our fault. Which and it is, was like, which no one would have even known noticed if they had reported this anything. yeah in the, in the article they they literally said we we were unaware of the porn connotations <laughs> of the term <laughs> which is a very funny thing for a city council to actually put into the to press put a, release a media release of I have two things about this one when chance sent it to the group <laughs> chat we're in i was working like at a bar and I read it at like 1 a.m. like on my like little bathroom break and I laughed so hard I'm pretty sure you could hear me over the music and the second thing is this reminds me so strongly back in I want to say 2015 my beloved company WWE they were introducing a stable of female wrestlers they were bringing them in like yes this is our big thing and they're like okay what do they have in common oh they all like to use submission holds so mm -hmm. they called them the submission sorority <laughs> oh no which uh, uh, for perverts out there is a series of videos <laughs> involving college-age women oh, yeah. uh, getting involved in all sorts of sexual shenanigans. So it lasted for about two weeks. And oh, I thought like, the problem was that it was the SS. <laughs> well, they weren't also bad. concerned about that. They're like, oh, we should probably change the name. So they just changed it to the initials of the women, and it was PCB, and they were so close to fucking up twice in the same like, <laughs> two-week period. <laughs> so that's what this made me think of. But oh, the policy ad Advocacy yeah. working group is one of the funniest things that happened in Kingston no, in a long like, time. Wait, does anyone want to say what POG means for the listeners? Yes, fat-ass white know? girl. And if you need an example, you can yeah. simply oh, look no, no, up. I resent that. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what POG is, I have turn it off. It many times. Yeah, just we, we mentioned POGs every other episode. <laughs> there was like a, a probably a two-month stretch where we just kept talking about puppy 
girl Jenna, and I would just consistently uh, oh, and she's uh, hardcore. Yeah, pog, refer man. to her she's as great. a fat ass white girl. Except she's yeah. into water sports, and I'm not. Yeah, she loves pissing. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but like, on, I'm so upset that they took Pog from us. Like this city. Cannot do anything for a city. They would have raised so much money. Oh my god! Imagine. Are you kidding me? The Kingston Pog Initiative. Yeah. <laughs> you like just put it online. People will just give it money without I'll throw knowing money what it at is. That. Holy shit! But like, yeah, give like they take Pog away a... from us, but they can't take this statue. Yeah. Can't do anything nope, for no, our homeless no. population. I give money to a Pog once a month, about five to six dollars, depending <laughs> on the fees. So. <laughs> That would have been awesome. Yeah. They could have, like, released merchandise. They could have had, like, Pog booty shorts. They really should have embraced oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, that all been, money goes to it, it would have been the most popular uh, <laughs> counselor committee there could have been. Non-counselor committee. That's true. It's oh, a citizen's sorry. committee. There would, it would have been, been the most popular yeah, it citizen's committee. would have been half the goddamn city. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, they would really get point. everyone's input. It'd be so fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody. Um, I don't know, but can we like move on to something like a little lighter? Uh, just so, like because I'm really upset sure. about this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, understandable. So why don't we talk about pharmacare instead? <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Woo! I just want to say every time I think about pharmacare, uh, I think about they used to try to scare kids with horror stories about like, have you ever heard of this type of party? That's where you suck everyone's oh, yeah. dick. <laughs> yeah, skittle and, party and like and stuff like that. You never yeah, heard the of that skittle stuff? party? What? Yeah, yeah. you I never actually, heard about stuff. They would always they, try to. Scare Scare you from scared like, children like, with that, like dare officers, or, or like Oprah. That and sounds like, awesome. And yes. like Sorry, news Oprah media would tell you yeah, that you're going like to get invited yeah. to parties where you have to suck people's dick. Yeah, they would tell you. They would tell you horror stories about things that would happen at parties and be like the new crazy trend for kids killing themselves. <laughs> and you're yeah. and you're like, oh like no! Classic knockout was game the skittle, the skittle yeah. parties where they just like gave you like a handful of prescription pills, right? No, not or even was skittle that the one parties. Where you had to like suck the suck it out of someone. <laughs> Ew, no. Stop. Okay. So, so, so what I was gonna say is one of the first instances I have of someone trying to scare you into like this is what kids are doing was someone explained to me what a farm party was, which is where you take all of your parents' prescription meds, throw it into a bowl, and then you try to just pop them That's throughout right. the night, yeah. like as a group, and then like that just made us want <laughs> to do it, so we did, one. yeah, and like because it sounds fun, yeah, and everyone just cool. had diarrhea, <laughs> <laughs> so like. It really, they scared us into getting diarrhea, and I will never forgive Every them for that. Every prescription was just laxative. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I yeah. beyond scared but straight <laughs> through you. You know what I'm yeah. talking about, baby? I remember Dare, we had uh, at my high school a resource officer. Great word that has become normalized, resource officer. Yeah. Uh, she came in to tell us about the dangers of social media sites, and she's like, yeah, Facebook, Twitter wasn't really a big thing yet. So it's like Facebook, MySpace, and Vampire Freaks. <laughs> don't recall that yeah. one because it was like I think it was like Luca Magnata around yeah. this time yeah like yeah and that's that. where he, he chilled on but like we didn't know this so it was just like this like 45 year old frumpy like female cop who's like yeah don't go on vampirefreaks.com <laughs> what's oh, the first thing you do it's like all, me and all the football players just started like laughing <laughs> <laughs> we like raised our hand we're like what's your account what's your account man <laughs> yeah that makes you want to get on that shit our resource officer when we were in grade 6 just did a slideshow of what each drug was and what it was called and what it did and pictures of it. We were like, cool. Was this an officer or just a drug dealer? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Yeah, the slide was inside of their giant leather trench coat and they're just like, oh, you can pick here or here. Anyways, Dean, you were going to tell us about Pharmacare. Yes. I got us all off track here. Yes, you did. In classic chance fashion. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Uh, 
Megan's gonna come in later with the the latest, uh, you know, colossal failure. It's good news, folks. It, yeah, <laughs> the latest news looking uh, good. But, but I thought before that, I, I'd I'd walk us down memory lane with the history of pharmacare mm. in this country. Yes. So starts 1964. There was this uh, commission called the Hall Commission that was basically recommending universal health care along the lines of like what Tommy Douglas was doing in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. So the report uh, recommended a combination of the federal and provincial governments covering everyone for like universal prescription drugs uh, with a $1 charge per person per prescription. Too high. Uh, too, honestly, for the 60s, that <laughs> yeah. sounds like a lot. Slash uh, it. Get rid of but, it. But... Um, the Hall folks uh, also wanted the country to make the drugs themselves, manufacture them themselves to cut down on costs. What? Throwback to last episode. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Pearson and his cabinet didn't bite uh, on either front, That's mostly uh, because paying doctors seemed much more important. They're like, oh, we don't have to worry about that. But yeah, uh, Sketch actually did have Pharmacare, Universal Pharmacare, yeah. until it got gutted uh, in well, the yeah, 80s. Because that's where Tommy Douglas, the father of the Canadian healthcare system, really made his name. And yeah. that's who he represented. Yeah, Saskatchewan was way ahead of the yeah, curve. Yeah, no, like the it, only good province. They were also the first province to have healthcare like, on a universal standardized level. Because Pearson would eventually adopt that universal national yeah. healthcare system. Yeah like 10 years after Saskatchewan had it, and only because the liberals had fucked up so badly that they needed basically to strike this coalition to be able to govern it all. So although it wasn't the end, wasn't really the NDP, it's like the NDP is why you have health care because they were the coalition founded by Tommy Douglas that the liberals needed who put it forth. I was going to say, imagine having pharmacare and then getting it taken away, but that just happened to people under 26 in Ontario like last year. So yeah, rip. Very funny. Uh, well, so fast forward to 1997 uh, with Chokeslam uh, Master John Chrétien leading the National Forum on Health, which advised that the country adopt national pharmacare uh, as well as uh, paying for, for home care for like sending doctors to people's homes and stuff. Wow, yeah, uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, as well as increasing funding to medical research and drastically increasing funding to health management systems. But thank God we didn't end up needing anything like that uh, because no one at the time wanted to hear uh, Except for the guy that Jean Chrétien just beat the shit out of. Yeah, which was cool. <laughs> Who very much required all of that and more. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, like our country hasn't needed like a major overhaul of our health management system, so it's fine. But basically what happened was in 1997, we were still recovering from a recession in 1990 mm-hmm. where the country had, and woe of woes, been downgraded from its AAA credit rating. Uh, so everyone was like, fuck you. How dare you suggest that we spend any amount of money at all? Go to hell forever. And they were like, oh, okay, we can do that. Uh, so that's what happened. Five years later, Roy J. Romanow, who was an attorney general and deputy, deputy premier uh, for the sketch, led another commission that basically came to the exact same conclusions as the 1997 one and the 1964 one. And even though this was 2002 and we were doing fairly well economically, mm. uh, everyone still told him to fuck off. Uh, and a lot of the provinces were like, oh, you can't expect provinces to pay for this, even though the federal government was like, we'll pay for half of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they love kicking this can down the road. Yeah, no, it's, like, a, it's a classic. Yeah, when are we ever going to need a better healthcare system? There's only like 10 of us in this entire country, and we're all healthy. Yeah. yeah. So like at this point, we're sitting at nearly 1 million Canadians 
turning down their heat or eating less to afford their prescriptions. Great. Uh, and three million uh, cannot fill their prescriptions whatsoever. Uh, Which is like 10% of the population. Yeah. So Three million? This is uh, according to uh, Rabble. Yeah. So 10% yeah. of the population, basically. Jesus. So uh, what happened last week, uh, it's 2021 now. Uh, It's almost 20 years since the last time someone's attempted anything like this. Yeah. Uh, And the liberals are in charge. So what could go wrong? I know. Yeah. So liberals 1997 are like, we're going to get this done, guys. And then everyone's like, no. And then they got in power in 2015 and said, hey, guys, we're going to for real get this done. But they didn't uh, because they don't want to at all, if you can't yeah. tell. Also, they, they didn't do it in 2015 while they had, like, so many... One, uh, yeah, they had a full majority. the biggest majority. They, they had a full also, majority, like, but almost also... almost every premier was liberal in exactly. 2015. So. And there was huge... There still is massive public support for the expansion of health care, mm-hmm. but... And they also re-campaigned on it in 2019. Um, oh so God, this is ever. going super well. Uh, thank you, liberals. So anyway. Yeah, what what happened last yeah. week? Um, so last week, Bill C-213, the Canadian Pharmacare Act, was tabled by uh, BC MP Peter Julian. And I'll just say tabled for us means put on the table for consideration. It's in... It's the opposite in the U.S. where tabled means taken off the the table or put on the table to be left there and not touched. So tabled in the U.S. means they stopped thinking about it. But here tabled means we started thinking about it. it, So um, it was defeated 295 to 32. uh, 295 (laughs) to 32. Can you believe that? Yeah, not not great. Um, For Again, one of the most massively popular uh, policies in this country. And I have some stats in here, but nine out of 10 Canadians nearly. So 86% of Canadians are in favor of a universal pharmacare program. Yeah, it's, a, it's across the board. Yeah. yeah. And so Why would you not be? It's across every board except for the people who can actually make the decision. Yeah, yeah. The MPs just hate us. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so the conservatives um, and Bloc both voted against it. All but two liberals voted against it. And actually, I'll say one conservative voted for it. So two liberals and Do one you conservative. Know which conservative it was? I didn't write it Damn down. It. Um, he fell asleep. It was Randy. The, the, <laughs> Okay. He's a maverick. <laughs> he's an MPP. He, he showed up. got in there. Yeah, yeah it was great. He snuck in. They, they don't allow him. Yeah. He's like Laura Loomer. He's kicked out of everything. He got off Twitter and then he accomplished so much. Uh, three Greens also voted and two independents and then the NDP all voted for it. Um, so that's how you got to that's 32. Because we have so many NDP. Um, yeah, I wonder if, hmm, maybe this thing you really want. Maybe you should vote for the party that 100% voted for it. Yeah, yeah really. This bill basically outlined the criteria and practices the province must have in place before an unspecified cash contribution is given by the federal government. So this is funded by the federal government. Also, I will say before I go on, all of this is from a Huffington Post article by Ryan Maloney. Um, So all the quotes I have are from that. The bill cannot, or at least is not supposed to, have an actual amount of cash listed um, and can't even really call it public spending because it's a private member's bill, which I didn't know there was a difference in bills introduced into the House of Commons. I literally just learned this today. But a private member's bill, which is a bill put onto the floor by anyone other than a member of cabinet cannot involve the government spending money at all. Like it can't dictate 
that we we either increase taxes or like spend any amount of money. Um, so that's why they have to th- say things like a cash contribution as if it's like a gift almost. It's really strange. So if if someone in the cabinet um, puts forward a bill, a minister, then it's called a government bill and they can do whatever. But if literally anyone else, which is we elect these people to do this, but they're not allowed to really do anything that important. No, I so, elect them interesting. to be epic on Twitter like Mark Garrettson. Yeah, that's right. really. F- Kingston's MP. Oh, uh, and this is because... Because even when this came into law, when we became our own country, but it's because from a minister, it's implied that it has royal assent because the the God, royals like our royal cabinet assent. or something. Imagine uh, if we get like pharmacare passed in Canada and the queen's like, no. <laughs> that, yeah, I could totally see that happening. <laughs> the heels like one hundred percent. She's like, well, fuck you. Like, yeah. The, oh, you wanted to secede from us, eh? <laughs> what an independence, eh? <laughs> She hasn't forgotten 1967. <laughs> she was alive back then. Yeah, she was queen. She's going to be alive in 2067 when this finally makes it to the yeah. parliament. So yeah, in this bill, it's more of a suggested. It's it's suggested that the government will spend money, but obviously to get this through, they would have to spend money. Um, so the bill was based on a 2019 report about pharmacare needs in Canada, and it has five main principles, which are public, portable, comprehensive, universal, and accessible, which sounds pretty nice i would love to have all those things Wouldn't to nice? do with pharmacare i'm tired of these massive pills <laughs> yes <laughs> that, that i can't take my anywhere. little italian doctor just throwing them at me <laughs> <laughs> now finally they're portable he plinks them off the sidewalk and they hit me right in the nuts and i go ooh, ooh and my eyes cross i'm tired of it <laughs> portable does mean when you move province to province you're still covered uh, oh, Sorry, we're trying to have fun on our podcast. <laughs> no, no, I just remember that definition because I thought it also sounded funny and I wanted to learn. <laughs> she also thought it was about big pills. <laughs> <laughs> the report from 2019 noted that one in five Canadians or roughly 7.5 million citizens either lack prescription du- drug mm-hmm. insurance or have insufficient insurance to cover their needs. So before the vote, like on the same day when they were having a meeting before they voted, um, Trudeau said that they are committed to universal pharmacare. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I believe him. Uh, and that his gov is wor- his government is working to lower the cost of prescription drugs, but that there is more work to be done, which Wait. is what he always says. He Wait always just says there's more work uh, to be done. I've, I've got a, another quote here. This is from Liberal MP Judy Schro, S G R O. Pardon me if I got that no, pronunciation. Yeah. Judy Wonton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Judy Saddest. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, So uh, this was during the vote. Uh, She said this. COVID-19 has reminded us how important it is uh, that Canadians have access to the medicines that keep them healthy. Mm -hmm. We need to implement a national pharmacare plan that gets Canadians the drug coverage they need as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. National pharmacare would make a significant difference in the lives of many people in my writing. She voted against. (laughs) I love that for them. That's so cool. Yeah. It's mind-blowing how you can make such a PR specific statement like that mm-hmm. and then your policy and your votes yeah on the same none of, day none of that matters <laughs> no it, yeah. it, it, it on hurts. the same day within an hour of saying that yes. it, it it really hurts unless there's really something in that bill that's like fucked so i have what they think is fucked which is so funny trudeau and the liberals said it would infringe on provincial jurisdiction over health care and i wrote states rights lol that's right um, alberta rights but also like who here gives a single fuck about their province nobody like would anyone yeah <laughs> i mean maybe well, I'm alberta, that people I, from alberta i live in ontario province. and we Sorry, care the least did you say judy scrow yeah 
I knew I recognized that Is name. Is that the lady that said my black friend said yes. that blackface I was good? Yes. I re- I'm going to get the exact okay. This is a woman okay. who toes party lie into a tea. Speaking of her. campaigning in yes. 2019. Jesse, please give us the rundown on Miss Scrow. I need. I, I just scrotum. Quick second. Miss, yeah, more there like Miss Scrotum. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> so when the Justin Trudeau blackface scandal, well, one of three came out. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of consternation and discussion in the political sphere. But one of the people who leapt to Justin Trudeau's defense was the aforementioned Judy Scrow, who said the following. <laughs> Those in the black community have told me how much more love they have for the prime minister, that he wanted to yes. have a black face, <laughs> that he took great pride in it too, Escrow said, and it's the media that have blown this into something that it shouldn't be, and that they're very supportive. Oh, yeah, so, so, yeah. so Scrotum just consistently posting the best takes. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. She said, nearly everyone has made poor choices in the past. I cannot <laughs> believe that's real, but I <laughs> checked after us? last episode when Jesse read that quote a couple episodes ago, and I was like, no way. And I Googled it, and it is literally real. And she just said, sorry, after. So Yeah, she, yeah she's the hot juice. take queen. I yeah. <laughs> could, it was like a bolt of lightning hit me out of the blue. I was like, why do I know that name? And inside the Rolodex of my mind, I was flipping so furiously. Okay. I'm glad to see that she's also a genius about yeah, fucking healthcare too. She's fucking pure scum. But but back to this sort of state yeah, right thing. Sorry, Megan. So, <laughs> you did that to be known. Um, I can't imagine anyone being like, I would rather not have pharmacare so that my premier has the ability to make the right <laughs> yeah. kind of pharmacare <laughs> for me. Even like, though we all agree that we even need though this. 86% of us want it, they're yeah. like, no, no, we need to localize it to different systems Is and again, like, like, know what like they the, want. The, these MPs saying like, oh, this would really help the people in my riding, <laughs> but I respect the premier too much, so yeah. I'm not going to do Scott, it. Yeah, people like fucking yeah. Doug Ford. Scott Moe. People that we've touched on in the past, drunk driving and Enthusiasts. Yeah, it's like you're leaving the fate of millions of people. Jason Kenny, you really think pills. Jason Kenny's gonna fucking? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah, he's their premier, right? Like, so yeah, the premiers by and large in this country have proven to be some of the dumbest fucking people, not just in politics, in general. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, yeah, of course I trust them. The genuine dolts. Yeah. Uh, so Trudeau said they want to work with premiers instead of telling them what to do. One uh, Northwest Territories liberal MP said, <laughs> "What the, is the point of a federal government?" I know, I know. <laughs> said. That the bill is like putting a gun to the head of provinces, which is this is a dramatic. This is don't tempt me. This is don't. Justin, yeah. uh, I'm trying not to shout. Justin, that's your job. <laughs> the premier is not the prime minister. Yeah, he doesn't tell you anything. You are literally in charge. He is well. your underling. Yes, <laughs> Jesse, I, I can't wait to walk you through uh, our, our final uh, bit uh, of today because, oh, oh, buddy, oh, buddy. I, I'm going to I'm going to uh, teach you why you're wrong to think this oh, way. Thank God. <laughs> um, so I'm going to humor the liberals here and, and say and give one more of one or more of their points from their side. <laughs> Jesse's Sorry, meditating. I need to calm myself. Um, I'm going to humor the liberals and give them the, the choice to face the wall and see it coming. <laughs> 
Okay, some liberal MPs claim the bill is redundant because it merely allows provinces to discuss with the federal government how to implement pharmacare because it is like a non-spending bill, which they can already do if they want to, technically. But it limits the options for the province, which I don't really understand this statement too much because if the provinces want the federal funding for this program, it makes sense that there's some sort of federal framework to do with pharmacare. Um, but as stated by both the Liberals and the, the NDP, the side that voted for it, it's not a specific bill. It's like opening it up for the discussion. And the discussion is not happening right now. Like they're not doing it. So putting this bill forward to me would say that it actually would start some discussions and have some framework to go off of instead of literally nothing happening, which is what the alternative is. But also like... I, I don't understand. Like, is this bill like putting a gun to the province's head or is it redundant because it allows the provinces to do something that's they were already I, doing? That's why I don't like, super wh- understand What is your their fucking point? argument Yeah, there? Yeah. So, yeah. It's basically just shutting it down so they don't have to deliberate further, right? The liberals claim that the NDP were pulling a political stunt and making it seem like pharmacare could be achieved with the wave of a magic wand. <laughs> Singh, on the other hand, um, c- claims that the bill was a step in that direction. It's not ushering in pharmacare immediately. They worked with nonpartisan lawyers, as everyone has to when creating a bill, and the framework of dealing with the provinces for healthcare is already used for other sections That's of healthcare. It. Like this is not a, a crazy new idea they've come up with. Right. That's a coward move on Singh's part. Like just throw under the bus be like oh i'm sorry i thought you wanted this he, he did he did that too like okay, I, I, there, there's a like a, a lot of back and forth about this in the media because it's such a highly publicized issue and bill but like the ndp have basically said like the liberals just want to fuck sorry. you so and what's yeah. the, what's the job of these people <laughs> <laughs> sorry are they 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 take money are they politicians no they tell us where our money is better spent than we can tell them Last no, time? They, no they're 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 like federally funded they're publicly funded pundits that's yeah. They are. They're Last time takers. I checked, if you were in the field of politics and uh-huh. someone tried to play politics, I'm sorry, is that an issue? <laughs> if I go into a football field and I'm wearing a helmet and shoulder pads, are they going to be like, oh, he's just trying to play football? That's a football play. <laughs> That's a football play. <laughs> that is my fucking job. That's a football play. You stupid fucking assholes. <laughs> I can't get pills. Oh. Because you stupid, limp dick, rich motherfuckers <laughs> are rather... You're just having fun with each other. This is just a joke to you. You know what's the funniest thing? Is, joke. is if uh, all of us could afford afford pharmacare we probably wouldn't have this podcast anymore no. <laughs> i would be at the dentist right now <laughs> i'd be in a cush coma but no. yeah i'd be fucking chilling Still my guy I need, to, I need to listen to fucking the blackface defender <laughs> you, know what, you know what happened yeah justin trudeau he put a gun up to the province's head and then doug ford stuck his finger in the barrel and it backfired and that's why he yeah. got the black on his face that's right <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah, it was like Looney Tunes. Um, I'm going to be talking in this tone for the rest of this show. <laughs> that's going to be a nightmare to edit. Thank because you. Because I, I just can't. <laughs> it's this or I'm going to yell. <laughs> uh, so Julian, the bill sponsor, argued that the bill would provide the legal framework to allow the provinces and the federal government to negotiate pharmacare financial agreements, which is what the whole point of it is. In 2017, a study found that universal pharmacare would save Canadians $4 billion a year and would cost less to run than the cost Canadians are paying for pharmacare drugs um, for themselves right now. I saw some differing opinions on how the costs actually broke down about this, but that is the general yeah. gist I have deciphered from, I, from those I stats. I read a report in the Canadian Medical Association Journal uh, that predicted that we could reduce uh, total uh, spending in-country on prescription drugs 
uh, by seven point three billion, oh and that God. only comes through just just buying it in bulk. Right. Uh, like, and that is what like the liberals have done this year is that they created a bulk purchasing department to make them cheaper, but like making them cheaper doesn't make them free. So yeah, the the, the program would cost like twenty billion dollars, and right now Canadians spend like twenty four billion dollars mm-hmm. on prescription drugs. And this is nothing new. Like in the U.S., I know it was more so talking about universal health care, but a large part of that with the Bernie Sanders campaign outlined and detailed in like dozens of pages of documents was like, yeah, actually adopting these policies that provide universal coverage, guess what, is way cheaper. It's way cheaper. Way yeah. cheaper. It was going to save them trillions of dollars. Yeah. Because again, yeah, the... the well, where's the buying, money going to come from? Though? Oh, yeah, exactly. Buying in bulk That's can true. be even ramped up if you have like a fully universal system. Yes, so, if yeah. everybody is covered, yeah. you can buy for everybody. Yeah. Quebec's take on this, which was very funny. I'm sure will be incredibly nuanced. (laughs) (laughs) The block says this bill completely violates Quebec's jurisdiction. And I wrote, reminder that 86% of Canadians want this. So, like, I just find it so hilarious, all these MPs being like, you're stomping on the toes of us. But it's like every person in Canada is like, please, God, just pass this fucking thing. To be fair, what if it's the 14% that's in Quebec? Like, they could make up those numbers. I suppose. It's a different place. Um, They say that Quebec is already better than Canada in terms of pharma care coverage and would not trust this neighboring nation. In fairness. It's so yes. funny when yeah. they say that. That's, anyway, that's so cool. Um, they wouldn't trust this neighboring nation doing worse than them to be in charge. In fairness, um, Quebec so. is doing a lot better they are, than yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of hey, provinces. I know, yeah. but if the but fucking still, thing like, made it fuck free... You, fuck off. Like, yeah. uh, you also don't get a say on this thing. Yeah. If, if we're a neighboring country, I'm sorry, you don't get to determine. Exactly, yeah. So during the 2019 election, the liberals promised they were going to take the next steps towards universal pharmacare. Uh, And then in the 2019 budget, they created that national drug agency to buy drugs in bulk to reduce costs. But um, that was basically it. And that's, I feel like, all they're willing to do. And then they just make a bunch of speeches about how they're going to do more. But then the opportunity arises and they go... No. Um, so it's been a long time since I got in power, we really right? Do. We, we do need more Megan voices. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. And, Coming in with a hot no. And the last Folks, thing. please email us saying that you want more Megan voices. <laughs> uh, yeah, the liberals have also, let's remember, been in power for the better part of, like, there was that, like, what was it? Nine year stretch where the conservatives were in office. We're in the year yeah. six now of yeah. the liberals, yeah. But, but even before that, the liberals were in liberals. power all throughout the 80s. The 90s. Oh, yeah. The whole second half of like the 20s. Up until 2006. Yeah. They've had 20 plus years to pass this. Well, maybe next time we That's true. We do just have to elect him again. Maybe he'll get smarter. He's getting smarter every time. (laughs) (laughs) And when I actually Googled Pharmacare, if you go to the news section right now, it's very funny. It's all just like op-eds by liberal MPs going, stop yelling at me. Stop it. I'm a good guy. I promise. This is for you. This is good. Stop harassing me via email. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. (laughs) You know what what that reminds me of? And this is a bit of a, a tangent, but here in Kingston, someone said something similar. Counselor Jim Neal about the whole defund thing. Mm. Recently, they were discussing more stuff about like regarding the police budget here in in, uh, Kingston. And he was like, the only reason why we're talking about this is because my email inbox (laughs) is full from all of these people emailing me constantly and constantly. And he just like went on a huge rant. And I'm like, you bitch, your whole fucking job is to accept (laughs) emails. To answer emails. I'm sorry, uh, to everyone, all the counselors listening, I might offend you here. But literally your whole job 
is listening to your constituents through email, through phone calls, and then relaying that information in public. That's your whole fucking job. Yeah, yeah. We're not paying you for anything else, so you yeah. can fuck off about yeah. that. Anyway, so that's the highlights of this week's attempt to get Pharmacare passed, uh, and it failed again. <laughs> yeah, it's so. like Dragon Ball Z. Well, there's <laughs> always, next time? Like there's Sailor always Moon. another two decades from now, yeah, right? Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. people aren't going to die from some, you know, pandemic or Yeah, I can't disease. think of a reason why anyone would need drugs right <laughs> yeah, now. I can't think of a reason why anyone would want extended healthcare at the moment. Yeah. What the fuck? It pains me when we were talking about the vaccines i said the same thing which was uh your whole fucking job uh, again is answering emails but also keeping people safe you know what i mean i bet you half of those emails are people being like please make a change so that like our health and our safety is like for the better mm-hmm. and they just can't fucking do yeah, it maybe none make, of them can fucking do it make the no, cops wear like a us. fucking mask in this city they think they can use our money better than we can use our money. And if you're going to be in a position like that, you better damn well make some smart decisions. <laughs> and uh, we're not getting any of that. We're just getting a bunch of bullshit PR stuff in blackface. And I fucking, I can't stand it. And it's like, at least... It makes me so sad, this topic. At least up the blackface if you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, just lean into Actually, it. Actually, that'd be awesome. If, if all the liberal cabinet showed up to this <laughs> vote in blackface... Solidarity. <laughs> It'll be like that scene in V for Vendetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone starts pulling out like their shoe polish, like in the cabinet floor. Oh my! I'm Al Jolson. I am Al Jolson. (laughs) That'd be fucking awesome, man. Just so frustrating. Like they just won't do anything cool or good ever. And it's not like this bill is like we're going to start socialism now. It's like a reasonable bill <laughs> and they lo- won't even do it. <laughs> I would love Megan's to see bill. that bill. <laughs> yeah. That's if I ever get elected. Yeah. Yeah. Socialism, <laughs> please. That's smiley cool. face. Socialism starts today. <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> sure. Do you think I'm cute? <laughs> yeah. The Can liberals I are the worst party utilities. in the world. All right. Well, so, like conservatives are also, they didn't No, they didn't liberals vote, are yes. worse. So, uh, the conservatives at but least they, lose. The conservatives were like, we are never doing this. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, liberals, yeah. Liberals are false promises. We'll only right? do it if you drag them by their feet, kicking and screaming. Even like the same-sex marriage legislation, it's like, oh my God, you fucking freak spent 40 years trying to torture gay people with a fucking machine you paid some burnout professor to create. Mm-hmm. Just let me get fucking married, Just you let me fuck. Shit. Yeah, just make it not illegal for me to get <laughs> fucked in the ass. <laughs> do you know? How hard well, that, that is. was in the sixties, but That's yeah, true. I was alive back then. I'm three hundred years old. <laughs> I've been getting fucked in the ass. That's the secret <laughs> to you. It's like a colonoscopy. The amount, yeah. the amount I've had sex equals about being like a thousand years old or so. So that's called sexual experience for all the ladies out there. That's right. Oh, uh-huh, nice. <laughs> we're, we're pivoting. We're we're caller daddy too. That's our yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's just about how my IUD is going to be $300 now because we have no pharmacare. Oh, isn't it, so. isn't it scary? <laughs> the first political call her daddy podcast. It, yeah. It's scary that birth control falls under a lot of this shit too. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's just incredibly mm-hmm. disheartening, right? Mm-hmm. That there's even people that can rationalize this kind of behavior. Especially when, to when it's so brain dead easy. Especially too. when they when it's lying right there. Especially for when fucking uh, Scrow comes out and is just like, oh yeah, we love like universal pharmacare. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm against this. Though. <laughs> yeah, I will not be voting. For I will it. not be voting for universal pharmacare. <laughs> we treasure the voices and health of all of our all of our constituents, and that is why I will be voting no. Like on I this said, bill. so many things make me uh, upset in or angry rather, but this just makes me very sad. This is depressing. Chance, would you like me to explain to you why you're actually a stupid fucking idiot <laughs> for thinking that way? Yeah. Uh, I need re-education. Yeah, that'd, that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be nice. Okay, so so uh, st- step in, step into the Vox circle with me. It's, it, this is actually on Vox? This is actually on Vox. Oh, Not only is it on Vox, God this is a it. 2014 Vox article that I will be reading oh, to no. you. Why? Uh, because <laughs> What? <laughs> no! <laughs> I know, I know. Sign for class, kids. Let's Let's go. Uh, so uh, this was an article. It's called The Green Lantern Theory of the Presidency. Uh, it's, of course, focusing on the states, but a lot of this can be applied to what we were just talking about with Pharmacare. Okay. Uh, so this was written by Ezra Klein. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> In God 2014. Stay with me. I love Vampire Weekend. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So uh, this article uh, has been recirculated a lot on Twitter uh, recently, uh, mostly by professional shit eaters uh, who like are responding to the normal human beings criticizing Biden uh, for doing Uh-oh. nothing regarding COVID relief. So this is in the pundit uh, sphere. Yeah, this is oh, okay. this is this is yeah the pundit. That's verse. bad. <laughs> yeah, so like Biden's done nothing for COVID, uh, nothing about the child concentration camps uh, on the true. border. Not true. He did bomb Syria. Uh, that's uh, yeah. That that was my 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 uh, yeah, he liber- there. He liberated <laughs> yeah. a, a concentration yeah. camp. N- nothing. Nothing. Uh, no increase for a minimum wage either, because the Senate parliamentarian, uh, which is advisory, I'm, it's an advisor, and I'm pretty sure they just made that up. Yeah, like that. That's not it an actual. That's not a position. There is no actual person. It's sort of like the man behind the curtain. Ezra, like, frames this whole article by asking the question, why do these Rube voters always get disappointed when nothing changes, when the president can't fix all of these problems that he promised that he was going to fix? Mm -hmm. But by reading this, folks, my Kleinsteins, if you will, we can become the smarty pantses of the room, much like our friend Ezra, uh, and explain to all the dullards uh, why their lives will never improve. Okay. So the answer is that uh, you folks, you you simpletons uh, around me, uh, believe in the Green Lantern theory of the presidency. Everything in our politics at this point can and must be explained by children's comic book characters. Yeah. We literally uh, did that two weeks ago. Dude. Yeah, I know. I like. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying this is a good thing, oh, okay. and I think it's right. it's sort of proof. It's evidence that our culture is really good and healthy. Uh, that yeah. we we must reduce everything uh, into you know comic book characters. No, Chance is insulting you because you are the one that reduced everything to a comic book character two weeks ago. No one yeah, listens but, to our show. They're but not also, remember that. Dean. Has I not once. Remember what you're talking about? <laughs> I was like, what? Dean has not once in the entirety of the show has ever said that his mind is healthy. So, like, yeah, unlike that's this true. Ezra Klein yeah, person, yeah, that's true. Dean does not purport to be like a genius or some kind <laughs> of, or like smart. Yeah, no. You guys don't live with him. So. <laughs> 
I'm a brain genius. <laughs> but no, the Green Lantern theory was not actually created by Klein. Uh, he's just explaining it. Okay. Because, uh, you know, yeah, it's re- it's really hard-hitting stuff. The only thing he's... better than that is hearing some dullard explain it to me. Yeah. And then hearing some dullard explain the dullard's explanation <laughs> to me. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it was made by some, like, other liberal sphere blogger, like, piece of shit. I don't care. Yeah, uh, I read his name 50 times, and I just, like, forgot it because he doesn't matter. The Green Lantern theory of politics is, quote, the belief that the president can achieve any political uh, or policy objective if only he tries hard enough or uses the right tactics. In other words, the American president is functionally all-powerful, and whenever he can't uh, get something done, it's because he's not trying hard enough or not trying smart enough. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm going to put this to the floor. Do you, any of you guys uh, understand why this is the Green Lantern theory? Well, yeah, because the Green Lantern can create anything and do yeah. anything, right? He's got exactly. A little ring. That he seems uses a his, his willpower. Yeah, it is uh, very overpowered. And he can create anything that he can imagine. But he can be defeated easily by the color yellow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Which is why Trump had those ladies piss on Obama's bed. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. This is 2014, right? This is 2014. So, you know, I'd rather have a Green Lantern than a freaking uh, orange Cheeto. Hey, <laughs> we, got <him>. hey, <laughs> we got there. <laughs> okay, so then Ezra uh, takes the rest of the article to explain to us uh, this Green Lantern theory that uh, he claims, again, all of you folks are uh, surrounding me. I am guilty uh, of yeah, it. Yeah. As well as the majority of voters and all of the pundits that are not employed at Vox. Right. Uh, they all believe this. But why is it wrong? Because Congress mm-hmm. uh, is the answer. Oh. Congress is, are the people who pass laws and get things done. Right. Not presidents. Uh, Congress is uh, like famously active, always working really hard, <laughs> and they're the ones that make the government happen. Right. right. So, and, and if I ask Congress to do this, what's his excuse when they don't do it? Uh, well, the president, that's not his job. <laughs> well, they're not he, Green you, The Lantern, president can't make Congress do anything. Yeah, but when I ask Jesse, Congress directly, because vote, they vote for Congress, too. Though. Sorry, Jesse, you don't understand the Green Lantern theory, <laughs> yeah. because they can't just will things into power. That's true, because yeah. the Senate. And then <laughs> yeah. if you ask the Senate... <laughs> yeah. well, no, you, like that, that's, that's the courts. Yeah. And who puts people on the courts? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I, I I love when Trump, as president, just put like 13-year-old paranormal investigators as like <laughs> yeah, federal so appointed cool. court judges. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait to see what their judicial system looks like in 10 years. <laughs> it's going to be uh, exceedingly normal. Yeah, it'll be even better than it is now. But yeah, uh, he ha- he goes on this whole long spiel about how like the founding fathers uh, oh were, were fighting against a tyrannical monarch. They love Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The founding fathers were like, no, fuck the king. There shouldn't be one man making these unilateral decisions. So the executive branch we're going to make really, really weak. Uh, And as such, the president can't do anything because it's like baked into the foundation of the government. Right. Um, Again, a lot of this uh, can also be applied to our prime minister in Canadian politics. Mm -hmm. At least they get to elect their senators. Yeah. They just choose like the 10 most racist goblins. (laughs) Yes. 
Yeah, like, so, of course, like, the president can't unilaterally decide anything, especially not, like, bombing the shit out of Syria out of nowhere. Except he can. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, Ezra, there's a thing called executive orders. I know. <laughs> yeah, I executive believe... orders are not mentioned once yeah, in this entire article. He never even acknowledges well, that's that they exist. This man's notion of politics is, like, an eight-year window. Yeah. And his notions of politics is, like, whatever Obama does, yeah. which was not Who fucking not, do any yeah, executive do orders. executive orders, because... Uh, because uh, that, that would be uncouth. That's right. It would that would not unity. look cool. That's right. That would, he would potentially alienate the people that said he was a dog-eating Kenyan. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't want to do that. <laughs> Which is not you me being to... problematic. That's no, literally that's what push push You wouldn't want to push those yeah. people yeah, away. Yeah, I don't want to lose the support of, you know, <laughs> Trast Hugley. <laughs> uh, the... A lot of the rest of the article concerns LBJ because uh, uh, he's like, oh, well, TQ plus. Uh, everyone's like, oh, Lyndon B. Johnson. He got so much done uh, during like his presidency. Like, so that's a good example of Green Lantern theory being right. Right. And he's like, wrong, because LBJ, a uh, politics was different back then. And, <laughs> and the parties were basically identical. So he could pass anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also he had huge majorities in the House and Senate. Obama never had that. He doesn't he doesn't actually say that okay. Obama okay. never okay. had that. Does yeah. It? But the reason LBJ got so much done is because he had these majorities. Uh, you can't expect any other president. And? Because his predecessor was murdered in office. Yeah. So I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. seems like we have a cheat code. <laughs> you want to get something yeah. done? So he goes on and on about LB, LBJ, never mentions FDR. Yeah. Uh, and well, like the, like the titanic shifts yeah, in politics government. was different back yeah, then. Yeah, well, it was different. So yeah, therefore, so you, you shouldn't bother. Yeah, you shouldn't even look to history yeah, for any something examples. existed back then and it exists now, it's not the same thing. It's different. And therefore... Uh, yeah, don't worry about yeah, it. The, yeah. Read this comic You book. can't will it. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, just watch the next Marvel movie. That's right. Don't worry. Uh, uh, Green Lantern's a DC... Pro- is he a DC property? Yeah, yeah Green Lantern's He's an DC. injustice. Yeah. That's all I could really stomach from this article. Yeah, he prattles right. on about some more bullshit about, like, oh, we need to be holding Congress more accountable, <laughs> which, like, yeah, man, sure. Ezra, but Congress... It's... Yeah, like, okay, Ezra Klein and, like, most, especially Vox, like, I find Vox has some of the most vapid and, like, brain-dead mm-hmm. like And they're all explainers. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, I Some like of the videos are good. And, oh, like, specifically Vox. designed to, like, dumb things down to the point where it's incomprehensible. Yeah, it's like most of these political pundits are cattle. Oh, when it, when it comes to Vox articles, it's all trash, but yeah, yeah. Exactly. Vox uh, videos Their sometimes YouTube are pretty... YouTube is really good. Just the uh, video editing. Anything but politics is yeah, fine. I, I, the only YouTube yeah. video I watch is of a 49-year-old hockey fan who uploads six times a day. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Anyways, uh, what I'm saying is that they are cattle, and we need a media sphere full of cranks, not people like Ezra Klein. From- yeah, like, because, of course, like, these pundits uh, and people don't affect policy. They don't do anything. They're, they're in the paper to entertain you, and so you can be mad at the paper and yell about it, like, uh, at the coffee. And uh, when they table. try to move up, like, near a tandem, yeah. they get fucking destroyed. Yeah, by the hammer of God. Because they can't stop posting and writing stupid shit that gets them fired. Which is why I agree, we need crank pundits. Yeah. We don't need these bloodless Vox, like, millennial, like, assholes. Yeah. Well, he these, like, a... just, like, completely blank, void, vacuous people. I'll take Rex Murphy over this guy. I knew he was... uh, Rex Murphy's funny. I knew he was like a neo-lib enlightened centrist as soon as I saw that in 2020 he 
released a book on well, what was it called? It's called like Why We're Polarized oh, Now yeah. or something like yeah. that. And one of his cohorts. Uh, yeah, Why We're Polarized. Matty Iglesias released One Billion Americans famously, an argument for why there needs to be one billion people living in America. Yeah, oh. he he quotes Iglesias I've heard in of that this book, article. Yeah. Matt. Why it's just like Iglesias, but everybody calls him Maddie, and he's like ninety seven thousand years old. Anyways, uh, <laughs> is he the one? But what the do nephew? we think about this theory, guys? Uh, I, so this terrible. is basically what the liberals are are saying. They're like, we can't just do pharmacare because we can't mm-hmm. do yeah, it. Yeah, like like right. you said, they're and like, oh, we can't like, wave a magic wand. We voted for you and give you all our money. You're in power. Please do it. And they go, it's just not that so easy. Remi- we just can't do it. So what this reminds me of, right, is like. There's this idea that there's nobody to blame when it comes to certain political things because they're too complex. Like Mm -hmm. that's usually the argument that's used to brush things away, which is funny because what has made them so complex is usually the bureaucracy that has been promoted by these same people that say they don't have power. designed, yeah. Yeah, so they're like, oh no, we can't do this just on a whim because there's so many steps that need to be taken in place. And it's like, okay, well, who made those steps that you have to take? And they're like, oh, well... We did because it makes it so that we're not to blame if shit hits the fan, but we look good if something good happens. And then we end up in a situation where the same people will keep telling you over and over again that you're on the wrong side of things when you place blame, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like Ezra Klein is yeah. doing. It's uncivilized. Like, come yeah. on, who are you? Why are you blaming somebody? You're mm-hmm. simplifying Don't this hate very the player, hate complex the game. thing. Yeah. And I think like that that take that idea of like enlightenment or like i've transcended the the political conversation when it comes to who is at fault i think that take is first of all it's bullshit and second of all it it takes it tries to take the actual power away from people when they're upset that things aren't getting done like who are you supposed to look at like i'm not going to yell at my neighbor because canada isn't getting universal pharmacare who am I supposed to fucking look at? This is your job. Like, yeah. you, when you took the salary, when you signed up, you implicitly now have to be the one that gets complained to. Also, in the case of Justin Trudeau and many of the liberals, you literally told us you were going to do this. It's just like... And, like, it, had the opportunity, like, especially when they do have majorities and then they still go, we can't do anything, it, like like yeah. Obama did and like the liberals did. Like, it's so fucking annoying. Yeah, I don't mean to keep interrupting, but, like, it's the most explicit form of, like, political gaslighting mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. But this argument happens all the time. Like, I was reading this forum and, and someone was like, we shouldn't blame, you know, our neighbor for, like, dumping their trash when it comes to global warming, we should really be focusing on these companies that are just purposefully destroying the planet, right? Mm -hmm. And then people are like, oh, don't blame anyone but yourself. Like, And and people were having this conversation back and forth and they're like, oh, well, you can't blame the companies. You can only look at your own behaviors. And it's like, no, I can. (laughs) Like, we can do this. Like, we we can't be gaslighting each other, right? It's also so frustrating that this kind of talk only gets brought up when there is a liberal government in charge because the conservatives don't give a fuck they will just no. do whatever oh, yeah. if no. they get a majority or even if they get one part of one thing they're like kate we're doing this and like they have no problem doing it so like it, it and then people turn around and get so mad at you for asking liberals to do something because they're like it's hard okay like leave them alone let them do their job but it's like mm-hmm. can they just do the same <laughs> no, fucking it, thing but like the opposite of what the, the conservatives were doing because they can do it no problem yeah, when no, they're in it, charge it, it's exact it's like clockwork like this green lantern theory 
uh, posted 2014. Uh, no one breathes a word about it for four years. And then the minute Biden's president, it's like, oh, oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. You believe that the president can just do anything? Oh, oh, what yeah, a like fucking idiot you are. That was the problem the people. U.S. was having for four years yeah. when Trump did whatever it's, he whatever wanted. Whatever he wanted. <laughs> but also. He broke every law, every norm that you people love. It didn't matter at all. Yeah, Nothing orange. bad is going to happen to him. His children are going to be president after him. Yeah, he's already giving speeches. Fuck again sorry no it's okay it's just funny because it's these same motherfuckers that uh say things like green lantern theory right okay let's go back to like the george floyd protests i bet you any money they like posted a black square and then just a couple months later they were like yeah i voted for biden because i love black people green lantern theory of policing a police like police officers just can't they can't do it they can't do everything well they can they they can they can will a gun yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but that's as far as it goes it's um it, it just it hurts me that these same people that put in their own time when it benefits themselves they put so much importance on who is in power right when it benefits their outlook and it, it well, makes also them feel when they're good. up for election and when they're affiliates like i bet you ezra klein has people in the white house that he's yeah. friends with it's like his his whole the people that he's running around with are all attached to these well, people it's, right so it's it's beneficial to have these people in so that's when you kind of play the game where it's like okay everybody stop stop paying attention a little bit it's okay things will pass and then as soon as it's not their team who's winning they flip out and they do exactly the same thing and and you're like can we not just call these people out and say that this is complete bullshit like even the people that are posting this it's like i want to just like you know you just want to grab them and yell at them that's always the saddest part it's like when it's like obviously like climb Klein is like a slimy asshole, yeah, uh, or at least like completely moronic. He's devoid uh, of anything. At the very least, a very stupid man. Yeah, but when you see you know people with no power whatsoever who are just like blue team good, red team bad, yeah, uh, who are like posting this and like getting in fights on Twitter about it, who have nothing to gain. No, that's the saddest part. For it. It's not it even. It doesn't even make me angry. It's just depressing. Exactly, and that's and that's what it feels like. It feels like you're just getting gaslit. It's like. Please don't take this passive approach because once you get passive, like once you get complacent, just realize that it might not be hurting you, but it is certainly hurting other people out there. Mm -hmm. So like that's who you have to be careful for. What I think it comes down to is for the liberal punditry, they exist solely to try and dissolve any notion of class solidarity, whereas the conservative punditry... It's just, it's, they don't care. Like, they can write whatever they want because they know the conservatives are just going to govern how they please and do whatever. Well, they can mm-hmm. also grift off the uh, yeah. the idea that they're tackling the elites, right? And I mean, the liberal, you know, punditry is doing the same thing when, yes, you have a conservative in power. They're like, oh, buy my shitty fucking book that's 700 pages. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it the liberal- It was written by a 24-year-old. The liberal yeah. punditry know full well that- their dominant team isn't going to govern when they're in power. So they look for ways to kind of dissolve those bonds of solidarity, like chance noted for people that actually want something. Whereas the conservatives know, like, yeah, we can write whatever the fuck we want. Our guy is going to pass, you know, 7,000 laws that allow him to suck the fucking magma out of the earth's shell and dump it on poor people. It doesn't matter. (laughs) We can write op-eds for all kinds of stupid shit. It's designed to A, get people mad, and B, it has no fucking cultural purchase because they're just going to do what they want. Mm -hmm. It's like the liberal pundit is much more insidious and awful because they specifically will write ways for you to not get mad at them when their guy does exactly what they expected which is nothing yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah, to close this out I would just say especially when you're dealing with a Vox species 
or uh, any one of the uh, remoras that uh, float around Klein. Always remember that I'd say nine times out of ten, if someone is asking you to consider the complexities and the nuances of a situation, you are being straight bullshitted. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to politics, there is very little in the realm of nuance. Yeah. Uh, there, there are good moral decisions that you, in your heart, understand. Even if you, like, you know, you can't articulate them the way Klein can, and like pull these stats and figures. You know, homeless people should be housed. You know that everyone should have pharmacare. Uh, you know that we should not be overseas. You know, fighting for oil. You know, in your heart, that that is moral and right. And people will tell you. Oh well, you know, like geopolitics is like really, really complicated, and we need to be over there in order to ensure stability. Or like, oh well, like th there's all these tax benefits and tax credits you have to think of, and like we have to balance provincial budgets. That that is all bullshit, and it's appealing to this this notion in your head, especially like you know if you're like a, a younger, like nerdier person who like has been told that you're you're a smart person. Your your brain will want to latch on, like oh, uh, is it more complex? Like is this like some sort of puzzle to be solved, or at least right. something that I can say I know at parties mm -hmm. to feel smart? I fall into that trap all the time. Don't let yourself do it. Just listen to that voice in your head that is telling you what is right and what is wrong and cut through this bullshit. Yeah. And if you have something that you really have to think through, sometimes it is good to read into what other people have to say, especially the, those who are affected by a situation. Or Definitely like listen. Just don't listen to Ezra Klein. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, take us home, Dean. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's that's all we have uh, for today, folks. Uh, thanks very much for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. Uh, we love chatting. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> come right. listen like, to us again next I, week. I like that you cut off Dean to say we love chatting. <laughs> yeah, well, Dean's not interesting, so it's fine. No, all right. Yeah. Alrighty, see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.